So when I was in seventh grade, my best friend Kim was obsessed with the X-Files. And it was, um, well, when I was at, when I was in seventh grade, that it was too scary because I was a wimp. But we used to, we used to sing this song that we made up about the X-Files. Let's hear it. Okay. It goes like this. The X-Files is a show. Do, 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 do. With music by Mark Stowe. <laughs> the X-Files is a show. With music by Mark Stowe. <laughs> the X-Files is a show. Mark Stowe. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> God. We were so creative. That's that's fabulous. You said it's what seventh grade, eighth grade? It's seventh grade, yeah. I was I didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> it's absolutely remarkable that uh at such a uh such a young age that you guys would come up with, with something that recognizes who the composer is. I know, right? Yeah. Well it rhymed. It, it yeah. It was kind of necessary. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have been so good if it was like, The X-Files is a show with music by... Hans Zimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works. That's fantastic. Yeah. One of my favorite things about X-Files is like the creepy piano music. Totally. And so ever since we made up that song, you know, I was watching um, last night because I'm a slacker and I always wait till the last minute, but also because I want to keep it fresh, right? Right. So that's I watched. You, that's really what you're doing is you're keeping it really fresh. That's really what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So I watched last night the first two episodes and um, like all the piano things would come in and I would try to narrate the piano melody, <laughs> like <laughs> spooky piano, <laughs> like, you know, they're always, it's always like really, his music a lot of times is very, um, like it's not very jam packed full of instruments. A lot of times it's just piano and some spooky little sounds. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's fun to narrate. Yeah. You should yeah. try it sometime. I will. I absolutely will. No, the 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 music for the show is one of my favorite aspects of the yeah. whole of the whole series. And um he were he scored, Mark Snow scored if if memory serves, uh, every single episode of the series, yeah, which is really rare, yeah, to have a show that goes that long, right? Because what you said was nine with the same seasons. guy, yeah, nine seasons, and that's ridiculous, yeah. And they're and they're cool. I mean, they're forty five minute long episodes, right? Right, right. I mean, that's a lot of music, yeah. Yeah, it's a ton of music. I I think the reason why they were able to logistically make that happen is the fact that he uh he uses uh synthesizers and samplers. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it's it, not it's not a live right. live orchestra. And, and like I said, a lot of it's very uh instrumentation-wise, it's very thin, so it's easy for him probably to kind of pump that out right right yeah i actually remember reading reading an interview with him 
back in the day when when the show was still on the air uh because yeah, I was very into how he created the 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 music for the show and uh, he talked about uh he he had this uh workstation called a synclavier mm. which was an extremely expensive sampler workstation type dealy i mean mm-hmm. basically we're we're talking about uh an instrument that at the time cost anywhere between like a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars wow uh to depending on how it was configured so wow. extremely expensive instrument but at the time it was so far beyond like anything that you could do with other samplers but mm-hmm. uh his his workflow essentially was that um even even though he's a legitimate composer in the sense that he can put pen to you know pen to paper and write for an orchestra and you know he's not just one of those let's just bang out some lame ass chords on a on a sampler and call it a day right kind of people he's like real mm-hmm. um most of the work that he did scoring this show uh you know he would improvise to to picture yeah and so that, you you can tell yeah i mean it but it really works though mhm yeah it it does and uh, because he is way more than just you know some guy banging out you know whole note string pads on a synth there's there's motivic development that happens and he keeps track of that and brings things back and expands upon them and uh yeah it's great it's really it's really really great yeah um so i mean <laughs> this was this was a great opening salvo yeah. <laughs> to uh Thanks. to discuss the episode so thank you you're welcome yeah i mean she, by the way uh, you are megan and i'm jim and this is oh, yeah. novice. but you guys already episode know 51. this because it's a podcast and you don't hear podcasts by accident no you have to clicky yeah click, click. yeah um, yeah, episode 51, though, dude. Yep. We are on our way to greatness. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, this show, though, like, has been on my radar ever since seventh grade, you know? I mean, I just, I never really, it's one of those things, like, one of the reasons why Nerd Novice was the concept of our show when we decided to start a podcast, because, like, it's one of those things where I've been wanting to watch it for so long, and I just never really got around to it, and I just, I mean... Watching these things on your own is fun and all, but like it's more fun when you have other people to talk to about it. So I'm really glad that we're covering X Files. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah. about it. Yeah, I've seen the majority of the the first season. In fact, I might have even I need to look at my Netflix history because I can't remember. But there was a while last year when I was going on a net, uh, X Files watching binge, but then started getting scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little pansy. No, seriously though, the show creeps me out. Yeah, it does. No, I can it, understand. It's creepy. That. I can totally. I understand still really that. like it though. Yeah. But I was alone in my own apartment. It was dark and scary, and yeah. I didn't want any aliens to abduct me, so I didn't want to know too much. Sure. The the less you know, the better. Yeah. Less you know, the better. So, what is your history with X Files? My history with it is, it was the summer of 93. 
Actually, it was the fall of 93. And I was but a lowly freshman at Youngstown State University. Go Penguins. (laughs) (laughs) All that makes me think of is the Penguins in Mario Kart 64 when you're you're going through that ice area. And they're like, meh, meh. And you have to like... That's, they keep getting in your way. That's accurate. Is that how they fought? They just like stood in the that's way. That's what the football team did. Like they, they just they got on the field and they went meh, <laughs> meh. And then and they won a um, you know, division one a championship in the process. Thank you very wow, much. That's pretty smart. Coach Tressel, who went on to Ohio State University. Nice. And is nice. now the president of Youngstown State University instead of being the football coach. Nice. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I remember watching this when it first came on the air and, you know, back then the only show that I really watched on a regular basis was Star Trek. I was just going to interrupt you and guess Star Trek. Yeah. So it was basically like Star Trek and this were like my jam. Yeah. As the kids say. Yeah, for you know, a couple of years during college, right? And I kept up with it for probably the first, probably the first three or four seasons, probably three, I'd say. And to be honest, I can't really remember at the time why I stopped watching. I guess I just lost, started to lose interest for. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. and uh, and stopped for a while, and then uh, I started picking up on it again in the in the later seasons, and and when they did the they did an X Files movie, right? While the show was still on the air, yeah, I remember when that came out, which was kind of a crazy idea at the time because typically you end a show and then you do movies about it, yeah, sometime later. Right. But this was like, okay, well, here's the season finale, and then this summer go see the movie, and then come back in the fall and witness the aftermath. I mean, that's kind of smart, though. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Cool. And uh, it it worked pretty well in that, in that aspect of things. And so I got back into it right around that time, and I enjoyed the movie a great deal. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the series came, came back on, um, but the the problem this show had is, is it went nine seasons, but it probably should have only gone like seven yeah, or six or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where it just, it went on longer than it should have because I mean, I feel like it would be nearly impossible for it to be interesting and awesome for nine seasons that's a long time right right and you know the the big the big reason why it should have it should have stopped sooner is do you remember coy and vance duke what from dukes of hazard no you're too you're too too young yeah that's fine that crap um (laughs) but basically like uh david duchovny decided he didn't want to do the show anymore yeah so, uh, they brought on uh, a different uh, a different character. So wait, 
when he didn't leave though he he left the he left the show and then came back for like some guest appearances are you serious yes i'm serious so it stopped being about both the two of them yeah what yeah that ruins everything yeah it does he's the whole reason why the whole thing is happening right wow that's ridiculous yeah they should have seen that and decided that it was their way to gracefully exit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, but we'll we'll talk more about that later on down the, down yeah. the line. We'll, we'll spend... Yeah. Um, just to, to give a quick uh, peek behind the, the curtain, Megan and I talked about it, and we're going to devote four... We'll do four episodes of Nerd Novice about X-Files. Right. So basically like the next month's worth of, of shows. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk more about that like as we get into uh the later the later seasons because I want to pull up I don't have the information in front of me and I don't wanna well, yeah, that's sit a here and like another day. Yeah, yeah. Uh be wrong about like when he left and you know, all the details and stuff. But right. uh but yeah, I mean I got back into it, and then they had the cast change, and it was like, oh, this show is, like, not really that good, and then they brought him back for, like, the last episode, and uh, it got a little weird, uh, and then they did do a second movie sometime, did they? yeah, they did uh, in 2008. Oh, for real? There was another movie oh. with Mulder and Scully in it, which was I forgot was about that, actually. Nice. I kind of vaguely remember that. Yeah. And um, not cool. not a great movie, but a but a good movie and a nice way to to kind of wrap things up with the series. And right. now apparently, uh, Chris Carter, who created the X Files, mm-hmm. is talking about doing a reboot of the series. Oh my god! Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Why is everyone wanting to do reboots of things all the time? Right. Why can't why can't this just stand as this is this is what it is and what it was mm-hmm. and leave it at that? Uh, yeah, I mean, even if they kept a concept of the X Files, but just totally changed the characters and and did a whole new like take on it, I mean, that might be acceptable if it was like. Just another, like, government supernatural kind of thing. Right, right. The, I don't know how much I would like that, really. Yeah, the the thing I would worry about in a reboot is they would make it... <sighs> you always hear about reboots where we want to make it more edgy. Or, yeah, you know, I mean, we want to make it more high-tech. More sexy. And... Yeah. More sexy. Like, we yeah. need sexier Mulder and sexier yeah. Scully. And <laughs> I don't I, just, I, I don't know. Yeah, it would be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. I mean, it's a cool idea because it's kind of got a lot of... Um, it, I mean, it has a lot of p- potential to it to have just the X-Files, like, be, like, a plot instead of... You know, like, just, I mean... I can't talk. But if you're thinking about the X-Files, like like if they made another story that existed at Hogwarts, you know? 
right. like where you're like still in the same universe, but right, it's totally different. Right, that to me would be like a little bit crossing the line. Um, but I probably would be watching it a little bit. Yeah, just because I would be like, ooh, yeah. Hogwarts. It's like we all know that Hufflepuff was lame, but we're just interested enough to check it out. You're right. Yeah. 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 But let's let's not worry about possible reboots and let's instead focus our attention okay. on uh, what we do have before us, which is in this case is season one, episodes one and two. Yes. So we get the pilot, the pilot episode, get the introduction of, of characters. And I'd, I'd love to hear your your thoughts on the first on the first episode. Okay. I'll, I'll give you those thoughts. Jim. Please. Yeah. Um, well, I really think that the cool thing about X-Files is how things sometimes don't get explained and how they're like the cool thing about X-Files that's kind of like attractive about it is the whole conspiracy idea. Right. Because the whole, I mean, like I'm talking from a perspective of somebody who's only seen maybe, you know, an eighth of the show. Um, but the whole, like, maybe it's real, maybe it's government, may, you know, like maybe it's some sort of weird conspiracy. That's kind of what keeps the show alive. Because obviously, you know, you have your two characters that are on polar opposite sides. You know, one is a believer, one is a skeptic. One, you know, Scully is a skeptic scientist slash Christian, you know? So, like, she has the perspective of, like, I need to somehow prove this wrong. Um, You know, she's basically, she's assigned to do these field reports and to kind of make sure that, um, well, she's just kind of like babysitting Mulder. (laughs) That's basically what they're assigning her to do and Mm -hmm. to kind of, like, keep track of what's going on and make sure he's not, like, wasting resources i guess i don't really know but that's that's what they assigned her to do essentially and um so she she's basically trying to prove it wrong that it's definitely not something supernatural with every case um she's trying to find the scientific evidence she doesn't always find the scientific evidence and that's what makes it cool so you know like the first episode um there are some really cool things that happen that are you know part of the alien abduction lore that is already existing you know like uh ufos unexplained time loss um markings on the body of somebody who is supposedly abducted um you know like bright lights that kind of thing all those things are embedded into the episode but they're not all explained and that's what makes it really cool I think it's neat that they don't always do little neat little bow at the end and wrap it up and be like, oh, well, you know, it's cool that they leave things open ended. And it and it's it's neat that um, that Scully and Mulder kind of remain in their in their uh, characters the whole time where like it's not like Scully sees this one thing happen and then decides that she's going to believe like she's still is a natural human being with curiosity, but she's also like, she doesn't just relent that easy. If that makes sense. Yeah. So she just kind of 
she's like, well, that was weird, but I don't think it was anything more than just something odd that happened, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like mainly the cool thing about the show is that some things are left open and a lot of times, you know, even in her field report, she basically says this was inconclusive and there is no, you know, resolution in the end. So, right. Ta-da! Right. You know, <laughs> um, and I think it's cool how, uh, some of the stuff like it, I also like how it's not always explained by, Oh, it's just like the government doing some sort of crazy experimentation. Like, some of the stuff that happens like the first episode was more about um maybe it actually was aliens because there were there was the little town that um the people were getting abducted and like all those teenagers that were out at a party in the woods or something and then um like things like the markings on the body and the time loss and all that stuff that all happened in the first episode and that was kind of more like oh like it's probably aliens and then the second episode in the end, you're like, oh, it's probably government. Like, so I don't know. It just kind of balances it out. If, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good, a really good point, and they have a good mix of that. Yeah, it's a mix of you're not always like, oh, blame the government, or you're not always like, oh, it's definitely aliens, which is what makes it cool. It's 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 a balance that keeps you guessing the whole time. Yeah. 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 There's kind of there. There's kind of like three three different parts or maybe even more like sometimes it's government. Sometimes it's maybe aliens and sometimes it's just simply other unexplained things that aren't necessarily extraterrestrial. So yeah, they definitely, they definitely have a good balance of that. And I think, um, I, I think one thing that this show does a good job of is even though it always raises more questions. You do get some answers. Mm-hmm. Not always. But you, I think you get enough to keep you satisfied and keep you wanting more. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of TV shows where you get practically no answers. Mm-hmm. And you just after a while, for me, I start to get fatigued by that. It's annoying. Yeah, the, con- and- the constant cliffhanger, the constant like, yeah, end of episode where you're like, really, what's making yeah. me want? So you you keep felt watching you this? start to feel sh- strung along, and and you just you lose interest because it's not it's not giving you any resolution to to anything, and. Uh, so that's something that's pretty pretty admir- admirable about this show. And and the other thing as a as a whole that I think is good about the X-Files is they also provide a good mix of uh, mythology episodes versus more standalone stuff. Yeah. So in other words, there there's an overall arc to the the story of the X Files, especially in regard to the the abduction of Mulder's sister, and what's the deal with that, and and other plot points that come along throughout the course of the series. 
So you get you get that stuff addressed, but then you also have episodes that don't have anything really to do with that stuff. And so you don't always feel like you have to see every single episode of The X-Files to understand or at least appreciate what's going on. So that was one thing that I was kind of wondering about. Um, you know how we've talked about this with Highlander and we, we've talked about it with Buffy about how like once a show introduces some kind of supernatural phenomenon, it goes freaking haywire with that. And like we were talking about how Highlander is cool because it doesn't really go beyond the immortal uh, idea and theme. And so I was kind of wondering, like, what the, not the ratio or percentage, but, like, how often there are those standalone standalone X-Files episodes that, like, just don't really have significance to the overall plot, but they're weird things that happen. Right. That's a, that's a good question. Offhand, I, I really couldn't say because, you know, like I was explaining at the beginning of, of the show here, there was a period of time where I dropped off of, of watching the yeah. show. So I, I honestly, like, I don't even know really what happened during that couple of years where I didn't really pay much attention to it. But, but like, okay, so let's take this, for instance, like with, um, with Mulder's sister... I do remember seeing a few episodes that kind of explain some of the things that happened, but like, how long does it take to explain what happened to her? Does it, is it like throughout the whole show? Do you ever learn what happened to her? I wonder. Yeah. Remember, but. Uh, I want to say that I remember there being a resolution to it. Yeah. But I can't, I can't recall when it. I just hope it's not like seven seasons before you find out. I mean, that's like irritating. Right. It's not. It's not. But the other thing, too, is there's there's way more mythology to the show besides um, besides the abduction of, of his sister. Right. There's like all of these additional layers that that get built onto it and become equally important to the fabric of of x-files yeah than just that that initial that's like his initial motivation right but then he uncovers more than he thought he would right yeah he gets he gets more into uh like information that he uh, he shouldn't know that's kind of what the second episode theme was about like you're in too deep like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be seeing this stuff. Like now you're in danger. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing where, so yeah. So I think that makes sense. I mean, that, that, that makes sense for the plot line. Oh, something tragic happened to a family member or somebody I love. And so I'm going to start investigating that. And then I'm going to find out it's way bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. That's, that's pretty that's much a typical plot line kind of arch for a TV show. Right. 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 Let's, uh, Let's maybe talk about Mulder and Scully as characters. Totally. It's um, go ahead. The the one thing that that I noticed about Scully, especially rewatching this, is 
she's 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 not a joyless person. Yeah. But she is very serious. Yeah. You you but- get the feeling that she she has a life but it's more like well let me curl up with a good research paper. Yeah, she isn't she's devoted to her work. That's right. the thing. Like her her being an FBI agent is what defines her everyday life. Yeah. Well, yeah, cuz I remember vaguely a few episodes where her family is around and and like you get the impression that she doesn't see them very often. Right, yeah. Because she's, you know, so involved in her work. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty she's pretty wrapped up and She's always on the job. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I think I mean she's a scientist more, and Mulder's kind of more of a you know explorer. Hmm, I think that's a good point, a good way of looking looking at it. Yeah. Um, you know it's it's funny because. Mulder, even though he's got some some serious demons that he's chasing in life, he he's the one that has he's got the sense sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of weird. That is kind of um, unexpected. Yeah, that's cool. And so I think I think they provide immediately from the very first episode a pretty good a pretty good chemistry and a pretty good balance between the two of them. I mean obviously that's the whole point of putting them together in the very first episode is she's she's there to keep an eye on him and see what he's up to and He's not. He's not completely kooky. That's the other, that's the other thing too about Mulder, is that he's not he's not a complete kook. Yeah, by any means. Yeah. yeah, he's he's just got a very open mind about. Well, what if this is the case? Right. Or, well, one one thing that I kind of wondered. If it was not, I mean, if it was real life, do you think that somebody like Scully would actually bond with Mulder? I feel like in the first episode, a lot of stuff happens to them, but it's almost like you would expect that Scully would be like, okay, I'm going to GTFO now. Like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't necessarily expect that she would become like protective of him right away yeah because they they after the first episode they're like they bonded yeah there's it just it doesn't necessarily i don't think it would really happen that fast Mm Hmm. it just seems like in my like i would expect scully to be like well that was weird uh can i have a transfer now (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. i don't really want to do this anymore uh because she she's She's kind of like I really don't want to know. Like that was weird, and there it's unexplained. And um, 
she doesn't really have like the same curiosity that Mulder does because she's able to just kind of be like, let's just go and leave it behind us because we can't explain it scientifically. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it should have taken a little bit longer for them to kind of like bond as even as friends. Cause by the second episode, they're like buddies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think in the real world that you're certainly correct. So I think there's, I think there's some compression to that, uh, that time, time frame of, how long it would take to become comfortable with one another. I think I mean, that's def- that's definitely like a TV land. It is sort of especially thing. since Mulder is kind of kooky and like at first glance is a kook, you know, and like y- you would think that like it would take a little bit longer for her to realize that he's not totally kooky. Right. I think maybe one way of looking at it would be that it typically if typically if you're if you're put in a really intense situation with someone else uh particularly in a like a danger type situation there's a tendency to bond pretty yeah, quickly that happened in so Harry I think, Potter too yeah <laughs> with so the troll. i think there's there's maybe that aspect to consider and then the other thing would be when uh, Scully is is very focused on, she wants the she wants the explanation, the scientific explanation for why is this that and the other occurring, right? And so I think maybe you could say that because especially in that first episode where you have like all the local towns folk sheriff people whatever basically saying like, uh get, get, out. get out of here yeah that's we don't want your kind <laughs> right exactly that's that's as good a motivation as any for for her to be like well uh no i really uh, i want to know all that much more now well see yeah and that episode had more of an aspect of this is a crime like she she was thinking from the from the head of a fbi agent who's there to investigate a crime mm-hmm. a murder you know several murders and so that to her was like oh okay well you are involved in the crime so i'm gonna keep investigating like that episode was totally different though than the second episode because in the second episode it was military the plot line involved the military and the government so it was like it wasn't like some normal crime and besides the reason why they were called there in the first place was because the military was holding one of those test pilots for like four months and he and the wife called it in as a kidnapping to the fbi so they were actually there to recover a kid a kidnapped person and then he comes back and they're still there so that I mean, that episode is like totally a different scenario than the other one was, because it's all kind of like, oh well, I guess our original reason for being here is gone, and there's really no evidence of anything because all it is is just a bunch of weird, unexplained phenomenon, like, you know. And so, I think in the end of that episode, Scully actually was like, "Let's just go and re- as fast as we possibly can get out of here," like it's done. 
you know, she was just basically like, we're not answering anything anymore. We don't know anything. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, um, those, those two episodes side by side are a really neat way to start the series just because they are so different. Like, you know, the first episode is very alien and supernatural themed. And then the second episode is conspiracy themed and, um, you know, you're introduced to Deep Throat and, like, it just totally changes the idea of the series. Yeah, it really, it's it's the big, Deep Throat is, is, is really such a big setup to this idea of Mulder and, and Scully investigating things that the government doesn't want them to know about. Right. So I guess that's that's one thing that you could say about the series is even though it's not uh not necessarily like it's not the government doing these tests that make people weird or it's you know sometimes it's the government it's sometimes it's the aliens but there there is that over overall thing where like the government kind of knows that the that aliens are doing something and they want to they want to prevent the truth of that from getting out there yeah yeah because so, there's oh go ahead i was just going to say there's there's this overall idea that people have about how like if we knew that there really were uh aliens that have visited earth or whatever that it would send society, many people in society, like into a panic. Yeah, and then it would they, it would make people realize that the government has been involved in it for a while, and that means that you know they're hiding stuff from us. And right, there was even a part where Scully said, um, "Doesn't the government have the right and the responsibility to have secrets?" Like she said that almost exact quote, and um, that kind of explains her a lot. And Mulder is like, "Well." You know, basically, he's like, yeah, but I want to know what they are. <laughs> like, So it kind of explains them and explains the premise of the show. It's like, oh, um, getting involved in something that you shouldn't. Like, how much of this is supposed to be exposed to the public? You know, um, and then it's a, not just a question of is it aliens or is it government, but does the government know that it's aliens? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's cool. One of the things that I really like about these early episodes is that they're they're pretty low tech. Yeah. Meaning they're they're not running around with smartphones and they don't have like some super hacker thing. Yeah, they don't have like gadgets going on. Yeah, yeah, it's not like gadget fake tech stuff that's happening in in the show. Now Next week, one of the, one of the episodes that we're going to talk about is uh, called EBE, and it features the Lone Gunmen, which are uh, great a great addition to the series. Are basically these these three guys that run like conspiracy. They're like the conspiracy nuts. Yeah, and there's some computer hackery stuff that takes place with with them. That I think adds to the show in a in a positive way, mm-hmm. but um, 
I, I do just really like the aspect of, of this show where they they have to go out into the field and yeah. investigate and talk to people and ask questions. And, and you know what? That's what kind of makes the reboot idea kind of repulsive because it would be so tech-oriented. Yeah, that's what, that's what I would be afraid of. It would be like, oh, let's Google it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, videos of, on YouTube about UFOs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right. I I think. I think on one hand, the show the show looks technically looks a little bit dated. Yeah, it looks pretty. Because dated. it's one of those like 1990s limbo shows where they shot it on film, but it was mastered onto video. Right. So it looks like video from the 90s. Yeah. Um, If they were to do like a Blu-ray remaster and go back to the original film elements, Mm -hmm. uh, it would probably look killer. Like it would look beautiful like it was shot yesterday. Other than um, Scully's very, very serious pantsuits. Oh, my God. Her shoulder pads are amazing. (laughs) Yeah. ginormous shoulder silhouette is yeah. created by all of the clothes that she wears. She becomes like a tri- upside down triangle. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I yeah. love that everything she wears is ginormous. <laughs> like, it's like even her t-shirt that she wears to bed is like a double XL. <laughs> and she's tiny. Yeah. Too big of a size for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Um, Actually, to talk a little bit more about funny little trivial things, um, I was watching with my dad, and he made a comment that um, she sounds like Judy Garland when she talks. She totally does. You know what? He's totally right. She could be like, I'll never stray outside my own backyard. (laughs) You know? Doesn't she? Yeah. Oh my. She God. sounds like an old movie actress. Yeah. The way mm-hmm. she the her, the cadence of her like, and and the rhythm that she speaks in is like totally yeah reminiscent of an her old serious movie voice is like nineteen forties film yeah star yeah. Oh my God, he's so right. I know it's he's funny. Totally right. That's great. But you know what? You know what? Um. I was going to make another comment, too, about how cool, like, some of the unexplained stuff. I forgot to mention, um, like, when they exhume that body and it's, like, a weird alien body. Mm-hmm. That was so weird. Yeah. That kind of stuff is what make this makes this show really cool. Yes. It's like, whoa. Like, you didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is it? How How did that happen? What's going on? Right. Right. I mean, I guess I can see, I can see the attraction of doing a reboot because if this show, if this show were on today, it would be, it would definitely be one of those water cooler shows. Oh yeah, I mean, it certainly was then, but yeah, but especially now with like the internet and Twitter and and how people really get into these shows. Yeah, it would totally be. Yeah. 
I mean, and the other thing that's appealing about it, like I said, is like the premise, just the the basic, basic, basic plot of two kind of opposing FBI agents investigating unexplained cases. I mean, that's a cool idea for a show. There's tons of material there. Tons. So that's another thing that's appealing about it is that you really could reboot the show and not really repeat anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe a reboot isn't a terrible idea, but I think they just have to be really careful that they're respectful to the original tone and intent of the show. I know. And well, like what constitutes a reboot? Does it mean that it has to have the same characters? Does it have to be Mulder and, and Scully? I th- I think that would be the idea. Okay. Is it's not uh it's not X-Files the next generation? Right. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Well, I, I mean, mean, I feel like an X-Files the next generation would be better. Yeah. Yeah, I would tend I would tend to agree with that. Even though it's kind of hokey. But it would still be... Because then you could do all those cool new things. Like, it could be more updated and it would not be offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go along with that. As long as you don't have, like, old Mulder and Scully, like, working for the FBI. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like the... <laughs> right. counselors or something right oh my god yeah they they would be the advisors yeah yeah oh lord like with their little protégés mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh no <laughs> yeah and then Mul- it would be Mulder like, is now like, like the like, mr belden of this series yeah like it, the new agents would be like flipped like the the guy would be the skeptic and the girl would be the believer just so they could have it be a little different <laughs> you know oh god yeah or yeah. like, or like, one of the proteges was one of the characters in one of the old X Files episodes that was saved by Mulder and Scully, and then they like grew up to want to be like them, and now they work for them, and you know, like this, inspired them to be an FBI agent. This stuff just writes itself. I know that's what makes it bad. It really does. <laughs> that's what makes it so bad because <laughs> anybody could think of it, and that doesn't make it good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe we need to make a fan reboot before that before they can. Maybe we don't need to do that. <laughs> we should just rewatch X Files. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. It was like when they when they're like, "Oh, let's do a Charmed reboot." Why? Why? What? Yeah, they've been talking about that oh, rebooting why? Charmed. It's like really. It's not that old. I know, and it's like not that like. I mean. Just write another story. I mean, how could you make them sexier? Hello. I know. (laughs) I mean, but really, just write a new story. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. How hard is it to come up with another idea? Jeez. Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, do you want to do you want to wrap it up for this week? And we can we can talk about uh, what we've got for next time. So yeah. Uh, like I said, we're going to continue with X-Files for uh, another three episodes after this one. Yes. And uh, mentioned it already, but again, the we're going to watch two episodes for next week. One is still in the first season. It's called EBE. It's episode 17. And then we're going to check out the season premiere for episode two, which is called Little Green Men. 
Cool. Yeah. Remember when those little green alien faces were really popular around this time? Yes. They were like everywhere, like a smiley face. Mm-hmm. Except it was alien heads. Exactly. Yeah. Totes. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk about this show more and watch it more. It's a good show. Yeah. It's Absolutely. a classic. It and is it's, a classic. It's, it's been a fan-requested show for a while, which is fun. Yeah. So, so. let's let's throw it out there to uh, to the peeps on Twitter. Yeah. If you have episodes you want to recommend to that us, please please let us know because yeah. there's Megan and I both have like this knowledge gap. Yep. In the series, so we want to hear what you guys think about uh, about the show. Let us know on Twitter. Episode recommendations. Um, get in touch with us. It's just at Nerd Novice. Yeah. And that would be really awesome because I feel like there's a few people that are um, excited we're doing this. I, I would love to hear from all you guys about what you want us to watch and talk about. Yeah. be great. Awesome. So, um, yeah, and another just like simple request. If you like the show, tell a friend. That's right. That would be great. That would be awesome. We want to novicify more people. Yes. World novification. I like how I'm forcing that word to happen. I'm forcing it. I, I think it's, it's there's no forcing involved. I mean, it just, I just it rolls off it the tom, yeah. the, rolls off the tum, the tongue. <laughs> <clears throat> I can talk real good. It does. Yeah. Novicipus. No, we're, we're making it happen. We're making, making it, it happen. Yeah. All right, dude. Well. All right. You have a great day. You too, and Thanks. we'll catch everybody next time. Thanks for All listening. Right. Bye.